Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 144. And today, things are going to get lit. They're going to be popping because we are going to be talking about some of the best nightlife destinations or party places in different countries for you. So to all of our party goers or our night owls who enjoy getting their social butterfly out, this is the episode for you. And uh, we hope to give you a few new and exciting places that you can go explore the next time you want to let loose, let, let everything hang out. Maybe don't do that. I don't know. But we're going to bring you some new places to go and to visit. And we're looking forward to it. So without further ado, my buddy, who is not the club goer, but it's still a great time to hang out with. My buddy, Jared. What's going on, Jared? Hello. I think what you're looking to say is let your freak flag fly. There we go. Um, there we go. Don't, know, know your local laws before you just let it all hang out. Though. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, what a great way to explain me. I don't, I'm not a club goer, but uh, I'm still a fun guy to hang around. Now, that's true. I'm not a club goer, but that doesn't mean I don't like a good party. Let's just be clear. True. Just, Very true. I don't like to get my partying in at the club. I'm more of a house party kind of person. I can get down at a house party. But we'll get into that later for now. Spread a little love. Follow us on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Untranslatable1, the number one. You can give us those five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Spread a little love. You could email us on translatablepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you could... Uh, Spread a little love. Give us those five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. You could also uh, go to our uh, website, untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, hey, give us some untranslatables. You're welcome to give us some topic ideas. But... Um, I think really now Chad and I are really starting to hit our stride. And by Chad and I, I mean Chad, because he decides about 98% of the topics that we do on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> He's been doing great, and we've had some great conversations here. Spread the word. Spread some spread love. Spread a little love. And uh, Most let people definitely. know. Hey, Chad, weren't you uh, celebrating, uh, you know, once again, we're breaking the time continuum, but I want to talk to my buddy. Weren't you celebrating mm -hmm. Halloween this weekend? I was, yeah. I was in Beijing, mm -hmm. and uh, we went to a couple different bars for Halloween. But although most of the bars we were at were more expat-focused bars, so people were wearing some costumes, <coughs> we didn't go to any specific uh, costume parties, and which was good for me because I did not have a costume. Mm. So I was the, probably the worst American in Beijing on Halloween, uh, no costume. Wow. So <laughs> there, there we go. I like the improvisation. <laughs> Very good. That's what I was trying to do in a, mm. in a frantic uh, in a, uh, moves before the episode. I was trying to get that right. to work, and I didn't. But anyway. But I've got I've to gotta tell you, Jared, you would think after, you know, I'm 28, you would think after... Seven years of being able to legally drink according to U.S. laws. Ten years if we're going by Europe here, at least for everything. Sixteen, well, twelve years, years if we're talking beer and wine in Fifteen Germany. years if we're being honest on how you lived your life. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anyways, um, anyways, you would think, though, Jared, that I would learn that um, if you're going out during the weekend, 
and you're mm-hmm. planning on going out on Friday night and Saturday night, you never go full force on Friday night. Mm. Well, it's safe to say I went full force on Friday night. Definitely let loose. Is this the, the first time you've gone, quote unquote, full force? <laughs> Many freggies. In, in, in China? Yeah. Mm, mm, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. When Annabelle was here, we also had a great time. Uh, okay. we, went to, we went to a club, mm-hmm. uh, and that was pretty crazy because when we went to the club, um, it was girls' night, and like if you had a contact at the club, um, like this one guy had like a guest list, and so we were on this guest list, and so it was free entry and free drinks for girls all night long. Yes. And then for me, I had to pay 50 RMB, which was like, I don't know, like $12 or something for entry and for open bar the whole night um so that night got a little wild as well okay but the price but anyways for we, the uh for 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 you what's a club like in beijing just like a club everywhere else i mean this one was pretty cool it was is it very multicultural <laughs> a lot of expats a lot of expats also though there was a decent crowd of chinese people there um but you, what was interesting was this club had like one floor <clears throat> that was pretty crowded. They had a big dance floor. And then downstairs, they had like a basement bar and dance floor area with another DJ. Uh, mm. And that's where the open bar was. So okay. we spent most of the time downstairs there. But it was cool. It was fun. I liked it. Did you uh, interact with any of the expats? Um, not, not really. I was with Annabelle and then another friend of mine. Right. And so, <clears throat> so we were just kind of hanging out. Right. Did you have any um, opinion on the expats around you? Good. Qu- hmm. Good question. I I'm just want to know to what they're like. You know, what's an expat bar like? It feels like you're I in s- Europe or something. I'll I'll say this. <clears throat> I think the vibe I get from expat bars here in China is way different than the vibe I got from expat bars in Prague. The expat yeah. bars in Prague got really lit. They were mm. usually pretty crazy. In China, at least the places that I've been going to, other than the club, they're a bit more chill. I wonder um, if people are generally more <laughs> concerned about getting "quote unquote" lit in China than they are in Prague. You know, expats. I don't, I don't think so. I think the difference is here. At least, I'm going to be honest. I think the expats here in China are way nerds. friendlier. Oh. and i think i think that's because there's less of us Mm. Uh, i mean in beijing there's obviously a a high amount of expats but i mean it's the truth of the matter is it's harder it's harder to get into china than it is to get into the czech republic you know if you're if you're european it's very easy to get into prague i wouldn't even really consider you an expat if you're european and you're in prague really i would consider an expat somebody from like asia from the u.s from south america being right. like from like I don't know Germany and living in Prague, that's like me living in Philadelphia and being from Michigan, right? <laughs> or even or even you living in Canada. Yeah, that's You're true. Still, yeah, we're yeah. so close to Canada. Yeah, to me it's different. But mm-hmm. but yeah, so it was a lot of fun though. Uh, went went too hard though on Friday, so Saturday was feel, definitely feeling the consequences. But on Saturday, I went to a Russian restaurant and had Russian food, and that was really good. Mm. really really good did so you have like any cool. fish heads or so, anything like that no no fish heads no caviar i um, got that from uh that's a raven 
by the way, just to be oh, clear, there, that's there where go. most of my <laughs> Russian cuisine knowledge comes from. <clears throat> but yeah, it was fun. It was a great time. And then Saturday night, because I was so exhausted, um, I was just chilling and wow. uh, watching movies. So yeah, this is what it's like to be twenty-eight. That's wah, right. Wah. <laughs> That's uh, right. What kind of costumes did you see? Uh, I mean, I know question. you see a lot, but I, I wonder see. if there's anything like, was it stuff that's like relevant to our social <coughs> situation here? Saw, saw a couple. Saw a couple superheroes. Sure. Um, let's see here. What else? Actually, a couple days later, when we on Sunday night when we were having dinner, uh, there was actually a group of a couple expats who had Teletubbies costumes on. So that mm. was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. What else? Saw a couple Captain Jack Sparrows. Really? Uh, uh-huh. How is that still a thing? I, I mean, know. I know it's a very popular series and <clears throat> everyone recognizes it, but I'm just right. shocked that someone would think of that as a costume idea. Like that movie right. hasn't been relevant in like 10 years, maybe less. Well, than you that, also, but. you also have to think of what's available here in China, you right. know, what you can order. Um, and I mean, that one's definitely popular enough where you could easily find a costume on Taobao. Um, also, we, unrelated note, we should do an episode on delivery stuff in China because okay. I have now, I now have the app to get food delivered. Oh, and other than work, Jared, I don't think I'll have to ever leave my apartment <laughs> ever again. <laughs> have you even using so, it? Uh, I used it yesterday. And okay. I use it uh, in Beijing over the weekend as well. And All the right. cool thing is not only can you get like food from restaurants delivered, you can get like, this is a drink I really like. It's uh, Schweppes. It's called C+. It's like kind of like a carbonated lemonade. Like I got this delivered while I was in Beijing. You can get ev- mm. everything under the sun. It's really crazy. Okay. Uh, really, really I, crazy. I, we, we need so. to do a deep dive on that later. I'm not even going to yeah. get into that right now. Right. Did you consider wearing a costume? Did you consider <laughs> trying to make something work? So I, I did. So um, the, uh, the wonderful girl that I was staying with, um, her roommates went as um, Miguel from Coco and, uh, and his girlfriend just went as like a, like a Day of the Dead, you know, like had the face paint of a skeleton. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, so I asked them, I said, well, if you guys have time and if there's any left, you could paint me up like a skeleton as well. Um, and then by <laughs> the time they were stuff. finished, said, Please. there wasn't, there wasn't, uh, I did there, uh, <laughs> there wasn't really that much face paint left. And so I was like, you know what? I'm yes. just not going to go with the costume <laughs> this year. So, so yeah, um, but still had a great time costume or not. Uh, the, the, here's the thing though. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't blame you for not costuming up <clears> or not trying harder to costume up because, you know, especially being in a place where Halloween isn't really celebrated, walking around in public in a costume can be kind of uh, scary, you know, and at like a culture you don't really know that well. So I don't mm-hmm. blame you for not trying that hard. I probably wouldn't either. Right. Well, in Jinan, at least, I always get enough stares as, as is without a costume. Exactly. exactly. So if I was in Jinan with a costume, yeah, um, that would... Honestly, even just more think stairs. of any white person with a beard and just uh, wear normal clothes and just say you're being that person. You know what's funny? You know what's I'm funny Christian is Bale. I right? I gave a I gave a a lesson on Halloween Going during my conversation course. hour on Wednesday. Um and the funny thing is is that I showed the students I said, "Well, I was trying to think of costumes for like bearded guys." And in, I think it's Avengers Affinity War, Captain America has a beard. 
Oh, right. And just yeah. Google, or you probably know what it looks like, Jared. But so I showed the students on Bing images of Captain America with a beard, and they all once again simultaneously went like, oh. And they and they and then afterwards, a few students came up and talked to me, and they were like, "You would have been a perfect like you look just." I don't think I look just <laughs> like him, but maybe it's because uh, I'm white, and they think I look, you know. First of all, they've yeah. But isn't the Avengers really popular in China? None of these people have seen the Avengers. No, they have. No, they thought oh. I looked a lot like him when I. Oh, they needed okay. to he said when you pulled up memory. the picture, they were like, "I got you." Right. You don't look anything like him. Actually, I take that back. At first, I was just saying that you kind of <laughs> do look kind of like him a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. I, at a first, bit, when yeah. I when I was when I was pulling it up, I was like, Chris. Of course, uh, Chad would love if, if uh, you know to hear that he looks like Chris Evans. And I was like, but he does. Of course, now I'm looking at it. You kind of do, dude. You kind of <laughs> do. If you let your hair grow out a little bit, so you could like right. waft it back, like like back, put it yeah. back a little bit more. Mm-hmm. you might you know his hair is a little yeah. more blonde than yours but it's still brown yeah. you know right you, you yeah. could pull that off you might need to keep he's that a good mind. looking dude he's a good looking he is dude. a very Maybe good looking year. dude yeah. i'm enjoying these pictures um and there's well, and the funny th- thing was i caught one of my students on wechat so wechat you have moments which are kind of like facebook stories or instagram stories right mm-hmm. and he took a picture of the the first slide that i had with halloween and he also took a picture of me standing next to the PowerPoint slide with the Chris Evans Captain America with a beard. Um, so I yeah, thought that was really funny. You do look like him. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna agree with your students. Uh, anyway, <laughs> there, there, there we go. Well, Jared, I think it's time that we spread a little love. What do you spread think? Spread a little love. I agree. I agree. Please. So my first one. This one really, Jared. I'm doing this one for you because when i read this headline you of course came to mind and maybe you've heard about this so um uh i think it's elena i'm not sure elena or yeah i'm pretty sure it's elena gasler from west grove um won twenty-five thousand dollars. she's 14 years old for an innovative car design that would install cameras to make blind spots non-existent oh i saw that today yeah yeah yes this is Isn't cool. that crazy? 14-year-old mm-hmm. installed a webcam onto the vehicle's pillar and then projected a live feed onto the camera that shows inside the pillar. So for drivers, they would be able to see what's on the other side of the pillar, making the pillar all but invisible. And the pillar here, we're talking about like in the a window pillar. when you look back. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's the pillar um, that yeah, connects like the windshields, like the that's, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. No, I saw that. And... and uh, to be honest with you, the pictures didn't look that great to me, but even just having, mm-hmm. like, it, I feel like I, I'd be, there'd be some, I, I don't know, I'd like to see it in action, but the concept is right. obviously, I think, great, and the fact that the concept is being put in place to potentially be bought by a, you know, big company that can, you know, spend the money to actually develop that develop the initial concept, right. uh, mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. And It um, is super awesome. And developed and anything, by a 14-year-old girl from Pennsylvania is also pretty remarkable. Pennsylvania, too. I didn't realize it was Pennsylvania. Shout That's out to right. my own mm-hmm. old home state. That is That's awesome. Right. I mean, uh, most innovation, I think, probably does come from young people, but even 14, mm-hmm. that's that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, so we want to spread our love to Elena Gasler for creating this awesome... You betcha. Uh, ...groundbreaking invention, and uh, yeah. I think she has a bright great future, bright future in front of her. 
Oh, and it's really amazing. So shout out to you. That's super awesome. The next one, Jared, you know, here at the Untranslatable Podcast, we are big promoters of language learning. And one thing that we tend to not talk about very much because neither of us have the knowledge or the expertise in this field is indigenous languages. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I definitely don't know no- enough about them to talk about them. We don't want to misinform our listeners about um, things with indigenous languages, but we are definitely supporters and proponents of uh, keeping indigenous languages alive and promoting them through media and different things. And so this is a really great story, Jared. This comes from British Columbia. There is a hospital staff in British Columbia that is learning, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, I think it's Gits, Gitsan language, to connect with uh, indigenous patients. So they have a phrasebook, an on-site translator uh, available for patients at Hazleton's Rinch Memorial Hospital. So the staff are learning Gitsan phrases such as a little early... Well, not really an untranslatable, but but an early new phrase for all of our listeners out there. Hinda Willowin, which means how are you, in an effort to make healthcare more accessible for indigenous patients. Gitsan is spoken by approximately 1,285 people, according to Statistics Canada, uh, primarily in the Skeena region of northwestern British Columbia. And though most Gitsan speakers can also communicate in English, having doctors and nurses use words and phrases in the local language sends an important message. And I agree with that 100%. Uh, And then I quote, uh, you can see people smile when you try to speak the language. Uh, Dentum told CBC Daybreak. uh, That shows that we are here for them and we understand that we're not Gitsan, but we're trying to do the best we can. So I think this is really amazing. Um, and about 80% of the people in the community served by this hospital are Gitsan. So I think it's really amazing. Uh, and Den Toom is actually the one who uh, published a pocket-sized phrasebook for hospital staff to use, complete with illustrations of different body parts. Uh, and the hospital also employs a translator who is available for more complex conversations. So I think this is great. Oh, it's incredibly great. inclusive. Yeah. So shout out to the Rinch uh, Memorial Hospital in uh, British Columbia, Canada. I think it's really amazing. Shout you know, heartwarming out. story. Yes. <clears throat> so Jared, I have one last shout out for for us today. Okay, sure. Uh, I Please. hope I'm hope I'm not stepping on your <laughs> shout outs. Um, I'm assuming you don't have no. any. So here no, we go. No, no, no. So this one I can get fully. Well, I can definitely get fully behind because I have been experiencing this every weekend when when I'm not doing a workshop. And that is that Microsoft Japan is now currently experimenting with a three-day weekend, which has boosted worker productivity by Hmm. 40%. So Hmm. believe it or not, Jared, as it turns out, by not squeezing employees dry like a sponge is perhaps (laughs) a good thing for companies and corporations. Japan has a reputation for not being the best country in the world regarding work and life balance. Uh, And it's a reputation that makes sense considering that the uh, country routinely scores toward the bottom when it comes to employee satisfaction around the developed world. For decades, this has been a well-known problem, usually resulting in companies having after-hours meetings to try to figure out how to reduce after-hours meetings or just shrugging and declaring it can't be helped. But some businesses are taking actual steps to address the problem, and one of them is Microsoft Japan. So last August, 
Microsoft Japan carried out a working reform project called the Work Life Choice Challenge Summer 2019. Uh, that sounds like a title that would be in the office, the television show, The Office. But, anyways, <laughs> for one month last August, the company implemented a three day weekend every week, giving 2,300 employees every Friday off during the month. This special paid vacation did not come at the expense of any other vacation time. And the results were incredible. First off, the reductions, the employees took uh, 25.4% fewer days off during the month, uh, printed 58.7 fewer pages, let's save these trees, people, and used 23.1% less electricity in the office since it was closed an extra day. And these, hmm. uh, these different things also saved the company quite a bit of money. This also followed by productivity, which went up by a staggering 39.9%. That means even though that? the employees... Sorry, go ahead. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But okay. <laughs> even though the employees were at work for less time, more work was actually getting done. Right. Um, I'm not really sure how, uh, how I get they the concept, do measure this, Jared, but yeah. I get the idea of um, productivity going up. Like, I get how that could happen. I mean, one... Um, like, you know... you Like, people, like, sort of work, I feel like, to the time that they have... So if you mm -hmm. like if you you can get the same amount of and there's so much time spent at work like dilly dallying or as you right. mentioned I mean I'm yeah. in the corporate world I've definitely been to my fair share of meetings where I sp half half the time I'm not half the time that's a little but like so many times I'm like <laughs> I feel like I don't <laughs> I feel like I don't why need am to I here, be here. Right. or it's like right. a meeting is scheduled for an hour so it has to last an, last an hour or something like right. that. And, uh, yeah, I think all that stuff, you know, when you have one less day, all that stuff really gets put into perspective and you Absolutely. sort of start to use your time more wisely. Right. And I can tell you as someone who, other than the weekends, when I have weekend workshops, I have a three day, sometimes even four day weekend, um, here in China. And, and I tell you, I definitely feel way fresher during the week. I feel like I get a lot done during the days I work. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I think it's really great. I think for a lot of businesses and I, th I think in the future, China will have to address this problem because at least a lot of Chinese companies, they really overwork their employees. Like I have a friend mm -hmm. in Beijing and he works all the time. Um, yeah. he just works all the time. And, um, I think, it's I think in the, the future US, where like, right. Like staying late is, is like, a you know, the highest virtue you could have as an employee or like showing right. how much, how dedicated you are by spending nights and weekends at the office is right. how you do that where it's like, I mean, yeah, but you're neglecting your family and you're exhausted. So and, congratulations. And you're neglecting, not only that, but you're neglecting, I think a lot more, you're neglecting your health, your mental sanity. Yeah, your own health There's and a, mental yeah. health. Yeah. So, Right. So I think I think uh, it makes a lot of sense what they're doing. I think that's really awesome. So shout mm -hmm. out to Microsoft Japan for trying this out. Yeah. And I'm I wonder if they'll switch to it permanently. Maybe I I mean it sounds like from the amount of money they could save and the productivity that they're having, I figure why not? But I'm also not the CEO of Microsoft Japan. So I'm probably I, the wrong guy to be <laughs> saying that. I had a job where we could take um half days on Friday during the summer. Mm -hmm. And um, that's like a small, such as, you know, small step in comparison. But I think it, it definitely had a lot of benefits, just even that that little step. And mm -hmm. honestly, 
Um, and the, most of the companies I've worked at, Friday's almost definitely the least productive day. And um, right. on a regular basis, I've been in the corporate world. It's always like the office is always like someone's always <clears throat> out. Like it's always there's never a full office on Fridays already. And it's yeah. like uh, if people aren't even going to show up, <laughs> why? Why are we even like pretending that we're you know doing this? But. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I like that. I agree. So clearly, this hits close to home for me personally. <laughs> right? Right? No kidding. Well, Jared, speaking of things that hit close to home, I think it's oh. time that we... This hits so close to home that this sound came out of Chad's favorite room in his parents' house. The bonus. <laughs> That's true. This is the Untranslatable Owl because it's time for Untranslatables. That's right. Um, Mind if I get us started, Jared? Yes. So my first one is Polish for you, and it is, oh, we'll see if I pronounce this right, pronounce this right. Off to a um, good start. S- right. Slon nastapil ci na ucho, or probably na ucho, and this means, uh, did an elephant stomp on your ear? It's like, are you deaf? N- no. No. Um, I'll give you an example, Jared. This is like, say, you know, we'll be talking about nightlife and partying in a little bit. No. Uh, We'll be talking about nightlife and partying in a little bit. Uh And uh, maybe you you go to uh, a club, as Jared frequently does. Yes. And and, and you're hearing the DJ, and you're just really not vibing with the music, and you go, did an elephant stomp on his ear? Oh, it's like no musical taste or like there we go there we go Mm -hmm. i've definitely been in a lot of those situations at um at like a bar club where i'm like oh this song and i look around and i'm like oh so i'm the only one that realizes that this is a terrible song (laughs) right okay right Right. uh maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm wrong um maybe (laughs) maybe Probably not though. My uh, first untranslatable is Korean, and it's Gechen Seo Yong Nanda, and it's a dragon rises from a small stream. Dragon rises from a small stream. Big things happen when you take small steps. Not really. Not really. Not really. Not really. Okay. Dragon rises from a small stream. Expect the unexpected. No, this is a popular. It's it's a very there's a very popular untranslatable here in the U.S. It has to do with um, with uh, the American dream. One could say. Um, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Very close. But it, that's not the untranslatable I'm looking for. Rappers might rap about this a lot. Talk about how, like, started off in the band. Started from the bottom. Now yeah. we're here. Yeah. Maybe something regarding what their clothes look like and now how they're living. Oh, rags to riches. There you go. There you go. Rags to riches. Okay. A dragon rises from a small stream is from rags to riches. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, like I'll I show hope, you. I hope you, right? This dragon's gonna rise from the small stream. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Untranslatable podcast. Dragons rising from the small stream. 
Um, I was going to say, you now you got the song, uh, Sarah from the Bottom, Now We're Here, stuck in my head. So thanks for oh, that, Jay. yes. Listen, um, that wasn't even that translatable. That's on you for now. It wasn't. That's, being on the that's true. <laughs> that's true. All right. My, my next one is also Polish for you, Jared. Okay. And it is Bulka Maslam. And it, it means it's a roll with butter. It's like everything's going well. Everything's great. This is awesome. Mm. Everything's easy. There we go. That's what okay. I was looking for. Easy peasy lemon squeezy, baby. Ah, uh, piece of cake. That's right. Piece of cake. Mm. Stro- a walk in the park. Yeah. A walk uh, in the park. <laughs> what accent was that? Let's <laughs> try to do a New York one. Uh, wasn't a good one. It's a walk was in the park. One. That wasn't very good either. That I don't know how to do like a... All right, all right. It's uh, um, my next one is uh, Danish, and it's Dukan Dukan Fa and Prut og Pilei. Sound like you can something. Yes, you can something. You can have a fart to play with. You can have a. <laughs> I mean that that already brings a good image to to one's mind, right? You can you can have a fart to play with. Oh, I I feel like I know what it means, but I don't know how to express it. Like you can, it's very you, simple. The the answer. It's like very mm. simple. One it's, word. You could explain this untranslatable in one word. One word. Fun. Is that fun playing with farts to you, Chan? No, uh, that's not. A- <laughs> okay, maybe not. It's smelly. Not, uh, I don't know. Fun. What? So imagine, you know, you, you were talking. Imagine uh, you really wanted to go to Carlo Vilaznia in Prague. Mm-hmm. And you're mm-hmm. like, hey, Jared, let's hit up the club. And I said, oh, yeah, cool. You can have a fart to play with. So it's like, I'm down? It's the opposite of that. It's no. Oh, okay. No. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. That, that yeah. makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. My last one for you today is Chinese. Uh, and it yes. is... Good, good. Ni pi... Ni, ni pi zi yang. And it means uh, to have itchy skin. Or, sorry, your skin looks itchy. Mm. It's like you're a shady person. You're you're close. You're close. Uh, you're lying to me. No, I don't trust this, you. You're untrustworthy, but that's shady. This this would be more like um um basically say 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 you go to the club, right? You go with your girlfriend and some guy starts hitting on your girlfriend and we we know Jared's a very aggressive and violent individual. You so betcha. Jared's going to be like, hey, your skin looks itchy. Mm. Oh, so it's kind of like... A, Slipping on gator piss. It's like, uh, be careful, watch yourself. It's kind of basically kind of like... Stepping, you're yeah. crossing the lines. Exactly, you're crossing the line. Mm. I'm, I'm, I might have to kick some ass. I might have to beat you uh, up. Yeah. yeah, that's how I mm. would say it. I might have to that's kick right. some ass here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me kick some ass. That's right. Uh, that's right. Um, Speaking of kicking ass, what are some kick-ass places you've partied <laughs> in, Chad? So what are your favorite cities that you personally can say Me top personally? party cities? Top party cities. I can go first so you can think about it if you want, because I just threw this I, well, on you, but I wrote down my list. I mean, I got 
I mean, the, the one that obviously stands out by far that I don't think can be beat is Berlin. Sure. Berlin just has everything and anything. Sure. Uh, you, can, you can start your party at, you know, 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. on a Friday night and party until party straight through until Monday morning. You I've never done that, party but you could. At, at noon on Saturday. Also true. And end <laughs> at like 9 on Monday morning. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, so, so like Berlin, the party just goes all weekend there. Right, right. Uh, and then I would say number two. Oh, number two is a tough one because I really love Amsterdam, mm. but also Prague is up there and so is Vienna. I'm going to say, though, because of the size and the price, I'm going to say Prague would be my number two. Okay. I think it's fairly affordable to party in Prague. Yes. It's easy to get around to most mm. places in Prague, mm-hmm. either with Uber or with a metro. Uh, or with the the tram, so I'd say my number two would actually be Prague. Okay, on my list I have Berlin and Vienna. Okay, um, but then I have one tied other for one. number one. No, number one's number one. Now Ber- the the tie for number one might be Berlin and New Orleans. Oh, okay. Let's hear more about New Orleans. I mean, New Orleans is an obvious party destination. That's there's no denying mm-hmm. that. But there's the mix of it's the one of the very few, if not only, I think very few. I'm not gonna say only, places in the United States where you, there's open carries, so you can drink uh, mm. as you walk down the street. That's usually not something you can do in the United States, but you can. Oh, you can do it in Vegas too, I think, in certain areas. But like you can do it in New Orleans, where you can walk around with your drinks. They are known for ridiculous kinds of drinks and ridiculous sizes so on the street you can get like a 32 ounce thing of beer for like four dollars if not cheaper you can get hurricanes which are super sweet like juice uh, rum drinks you can get daiquiris also very popular so they're very very popular boozes and also flourishing music scene so um right obviously the live music wherever you turn um, and then there's also a lot of clubs, and uh, it's all very easy to get around by foot also. Oh, that's a big plus. That's mm-hmm. a very big plus. Yes, it's very yeah. walkable. Yeah, what, what, are some, what are some things you consider, actually, Jared, that, at least to you, what makes a good nightlife destination? Um, I would say variety options. So okay. not just like a place that is known for like clubs like i need more than clubs even if i like clubs which i don't really but even to say i liked clubs i would need more than that you know i need, I would like a variety um i would say uh it has some sort of something that like that can like personally identify it as a unique place so like you know new orleans is known for it's uh it's got a lot of very popular drinks and it's also known mm-hmm. for its, um, for, I forgot what I was going to say. I had another one and I totally forgot what it was. Oh, the music, excuse me. The music the music, scene. okay. Berlin is known for its crazy clubs and sort of its weird times, like the weird party time yep. specifically, yep. I think is a very Berlin thing. Um, mm-hmm. Even though other cities do that, I think that is, it's just, a, um, and so I think it has to be something unique about the city. 
Um, it has to be easy to get around the city. You know, you, most people mm -hmm. that are party partiers, especially if you're not doing like a house party or something, are would like to go to more than one place. Most people don't spend their mm -hmm. entire night at one place. So right. it has to be easy to maneuver. <clears throat> like some cities might have great options of places to go to. But like, for example, maybe a city like Atlanta. Like there's a lot of great places to visit but it's a very spread out city so you're gonna have to get right. a car whether you're you know obviously if you're driving that's a whole other consideration if you're trying to you know drink or something like that you can't really do that or you're gonna have to get right. an uber which is you know expensive blah 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 so those are some of my main consideration factors and a good demographic mm -hmm. so i like i like a good young diverse demographic you know sure ideally um, we could talk about f some of the top party cities around the world. And we'll, I just have a list of some of the top party cities and why they are the top party cities. We'll start with that. Keep it sounds good. simple. Now, number one, now this is not really in any specific order, but just think, just think about some that would pop out in your head of the top party cities. Top party cities, Madrid, Spain. Madrid, Spain. Now, let me actually do a, a search. Madrid. <laughs> Uh, that is on the list, I've, Chad. No, I've it's not just on the list, heard. Actually. I've just heard it's a great, it's a great place to party. And it's funny, I've Jared. Heard that when too, I was actually, doing, man. when I was doing research, I also have a couple different lists of like best party cities, and they were all completely different. Yeah, like mine there's too. no uniform. There's no uniform. Like this is the agreed upon party city of the world. Why? Well, um, well, which I thought was lists. interesting. I used. We both have seen lists and use them as inspiration. Let's talk about what we think some of the top party cities are in the world. Uh, I'll okay. start with, we'll just go back and forth. I'll start with, uh, I mean, an obvious one, New York City. It, it's oh, yeah. classic. It's got everything you, you, like every, it has clubs, great bar scene, music scene. It had very easy to get around, you know, the very extensive and 24 hour mm -hmm. running public transportation system. And it's a very diverse and uh, city. With a uh, you know a lot of different very diverse scenes and not just like racially diverse diverse in crowds of people I mean sure um, and so that would be an obvious number one right there I think another another big one in the states I would say would be uh, Chicago yes I think Chicago is also a good city um, to go out at least the few times I've gone out in Chicago. It's always been a lot of fun. Can be pricey if you don't know where to go. Mm -hmm. But um, I really like um, Wrigleyville is really cool. Um, Lincoln Park is also awesome. There's a mm -hmm. lot of really... And Chicago is great too because you get a lot of different diversity in terms of options of places, people, live music. It's really great. Yes, I agree. Uh, Chicago is one of my... In, in Chicago, to me, maybe just because I've been there more, it does, for some reason, it seems to look a little more manageable than, than New York. I mean, it's still a giant city, but it just right. seems like it's a little bit easier to, to manage. An obvious one to me, and this is only because I like Formula One, I would say Monaco in France seems like an obvious uh, That'd be a cool city. place to check out. Seems pricey, not going to lie. Yep, yep. But I like the idea of yacht parties. <laughs> oh for sure yacht parties would be awesome i think another great party city too is uh amsterdam because amsterdam has everything that you could want in terms of craziness debauchery whatever mm -hmm. um you know you have the red light district um there are some cool interesting clubs there 
I think, and Amsterdam also is like a beautiful city. Like at night, yes. seeing the canals and all the lights, it's really, really amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I've always been a big fan of Amsterdam. It's a cool place. Uh, I have one. We mm-hmm. haven't talked about South America. I would say Rio de Janeiro would be a great one. Oh, Especially absolutely. around, is it Carnival, which is the big celebration there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I would love I've to see not like only a, love to see that. Oh, absolutely. Well, I've heard not only is Carnival amazing in Brazil, but I guess also if you go to uh, Barranquilla, Colombia, they also have a Carnival there that's also supposed to be pretty epic. Okay. Um, and I know a lot of so like, Carnival um, of the West Indies islands celebrate a Carnival too. Right. Uh, and I know at least with Carnival, like it's just from my understanding of it, and maybe maybe we should get somebody from Brazil on the podcast that can tell us more about it because I would love to learn more about Carnival and the history mm-hmm. and, and how it works. But from my understanding, it's like a bunch of parades and people wear like really like beautifully ornamented like outfits and like people are just partying all day long. Um, sounds like yes. a lot of fun. Sounds yes. like a lot of fun. And we'll talk now, about Jared, that in a second. I, we'll talk about like the like the biggest parties around the world. Right. Now I do have a list though, Jared, of some best nightlife destinations from CEO World dot biz. And I was surprised. <laughs> that sounds to like see, a made up site or a site right? that gives a it lot does, of doesn't it? Viruses. It does. But the funny thing is, the number one destination in 2019, according to this source, is in the United States. But what city do you think it is? Las Vegas. Good. Yeah, very good. Very good. You know, the only reason I guessed that is because when I was thinking earlier, I was like, oh, if we're talking U.S. party cities, and that just came, I was like, how are we not going to think about Las Vegas? Right. How did we not mention it yet? Well, for me, I've never been there yet. So that's probably why. Right. But um, I mean, it is like there. It it it, it, is, it doesn't seem like my cup of tea, though. Like it's almost sort of in the same way that New Orleans is a great party city, similar to Vegas, except New Orleans has better music and I think a more culture. But like like all, but even in spite of that, New Orleans gets old for me after like two days in a row. You know, it's like I can only do so much here. I couldn't imagine spending like more right. than a night or two in vegas and i'm like at that point is it even worth it but it, it does right. offer it pro- seems like everything you could want from a party you know oh absolutely sounds like a great way to lose a lot of money <laughs> when, yeah. when i think of las vegas i think that's what vegas is probably one of the, one of its biggest attractions is g- stupidly right. wasting money right no kidding no kidding did you know um tel aviv was a good party city I did not. I One did of not. Tel Aviv's informal mottos is the city that never stops. And its club scene is, centra- is uh, certainly indicative of that. Uh, compared to cities in Europe and the United mm. States, states in Tel Aviv, you go out pretty late at night. A manage, uh, many clubs open their doors around midnight or later and stay open sometimes even until six o'clock in the morning. An added bonus is the lack of a dress code. The scenery is easygoing and non-formal, which means more fun. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah, I like I, that part. I'm not, I'm not a fan of like dress codes at clubs. I think that's. I get that they want to have this image or whatever, but I just, I just think it's kind of stupid. You know I what think I mean? It's like stupid too. Yeah. And um, I mean, you want? Yeah, I mean, people will dress accordingly, whatever that means. And if not, mm-hmm. then no, then they won't have a good time. 
uh, or they will have a good time, and then great. But uh, I know I agree with you. I think it's dumb. And another thing I hate about that is the whole idea of waiting in line, only to mm-hmm. potentially be turned down when you get to the front. Now that's right. something I will never put up with. Because right. in well, my mind, the whole time I'd just be like, I'm definitely going to get turned down. This is all a waste of time. Right. Well, and that's why I never even tried to go into Berghain in Berlin, which is like the... Any techno listeners out there listening to this podcast, that is the place... You probably already know about it. I don't need to tell you We've about it. We've talked about it. We have. And Berghain is, is huge. But that's the thing. Like, you wait in line for like two to three hours. Mm-hmm. I remember my Austrian roommate went and he actually got in. But he waited, you know, for a while. And... uh and I just, yeah, I can't imagine wasting two hours standing in line. And I'd be concerned for your, your chances of getting in because it, you, you have to kind of dress... Uh, Alternative. Um, eccentrically. And yeah. um, that's not your strong suit. Or you wear all black, one or the other. Oh, you could do all black? I could do all black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it still has to be like alternate. Yeah, anyways... Um, right. Yeah, dress codes are lame. Uh, dress codes are I lame agree. for sure. I agree. Um, Another right. big U.S. I party have... city, though, Jared. Sorry, one one other big U.S. party city that I think is worth mentioning. I've never been there, but I've heard a lot of great things. Is Miami, Florida? Yes, yes. Another scene that I feel like is not my style, but I get mm-hmm. it. You know, I get it. I get why that why that's mm-hmm. a big one. Um. In these places, like for uh, some activities you could do, let's talk about some big like activities real quick. Have you been to any big party activities? Have you been to, for example, Oktoberfest? I have. I, I've never been to the Oktoberfest in Munich, but I've been to right. smaller ones in different places in Germany and Austria, and uh, it's super fun. I mean, you know, you just go, you put on your lederhosen and your dirndl uh, if you're so mm-hmm. inclined. And you hope you hope and pray that the weather is good because it happens in the fall and it might be a little cold or even rainy. Right. Uh, and you hope that the weather is nice. And then you sit outside and drink beer and eat pretzels and other tasty snacks all day long. It's great. If you get a spot in the tents, by the way, keep that in mind. Also true. Also true. Um, Mardi Gras in New Orleans. I've been to Mardi Gras, but only as a kid, so I've never seen like the real debaucherous forms of Mardi Gras. Okay. But I have seen, uh, like, I have witnessed, like, that level of partying in, in uh, New Orleans, and it's a ridiculous sight to behold. It's like, it's oh, like you want to warn people to be like, come on, guys, you don't need to do this. Uh, have <laughs> right. you heard of Holly or Holy? How do you say it in uh, India and Nepal? Uh-uh. You probably have. You just didn't know it was called that. It's the traditional Hindu okay. festival, uh, also known as the Festival of Colors. That celebrates the beginning oh, of spring. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. The vibrant celebration, which is best known for having its particip- uh, participants throw brightly colored powder at one another, is mostly celebrated in parts of India and Nepal. This part, uh, peculiar celebration, which draws crowds from all over the globe, is seen as a time for people to celebrate, uh, to get together and celebrate color, love, and the triumph of good. Uh, St. Patrick's Day in Dublin. Now, that seems like a, a almost too stereotypical to be a real thing. Um, right. But I've heard that in the States, our Irish listeners, please correct me if I'm wrong, because I I've very well could too. be. But, Don't worry. But Say I've heard that we go harder. Confidently. I've heard we go harder and we celebrate St. Patrick's Day more in the U.S. than they do in Ireland. 
I can imagine that too. Can you, are, are Irish people walking around wearing "Kiss Me, I'm Irish" shirts? Are they like like I just Wouldn't can't they just um, be kissing everybody then just walking around? You yeah, that's get... true. Everyone's Irish, but like right. like I can't imagine. I feel like it's kind of like I don't know, I don't know. I, f- I feel like it's like 420 in Amsterdam or something where it's like, yeah, no, we get it. Like, w- this is not <laughs> <Right>. like <laughs> it's not right. that big of a deal. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel I can't imagine that they're. But I'm sure it would be a cool like uh, scene to be in, you know, like I'm, I, I, It'd honestly, be fun. I, didn't, I didn't know they celebrated St. Patrick's Day in, Am- in uh, Amsterdam in Ireland. Right. Right. But apparently they do. Um, now there's obviously, oh, no, one more, uh, one, uh, one more, uh, distortion, distortion. Oh, that's, at first I thought it was like a European, it's, uh, in Copenhagen. Distortion is an Mm -hmm. action-packed international music festival that takes place at the beginning of June, touted as a week of orchestrated chaos. This mobile festival features dance music, street parties, and nighttime events, in the city's buzzworthy buzzworthy clubs, the party moves throughout the city districts, wrapping up in the city harbor. Plan to dance the night away and enjoy an over-the-top party experience filled with future pop, hip hop, and electronic music, along with live a lively club scene. Sounds kind of cool. I like the idea of a like Sounds going awesome. to different aspects of the city over the, over like over uh, a couple days, getting different sort of party vibes, but equally mm-hmm. crazy parties. Uh, now, this is one you've probably heard of, Coachella. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, would you go to a, something like Coachella out in the middle of nowhere in a desert in Indio, California? <clears throat> Maybe. I mean, I would go there for the music. The music there is supposed to be, you know, fantastic. There's yeah, a lot I mean, of big-time artists. you get top, top-level artists there for sure. Right. Um, but I don't know. Like, the, I don't know, man. Music festivals, like... You're camping outside. You might not shower in a couple days. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it can be rugged living. Yeah, it, it it doesn't seem as glamorous as the Instagram pictures make it seem. <laughs> true, very true. <laughs> or it's like it's like first of all, Indio, California. For those are that for for those of you that don't know, is the desert. Um, but it's just like, and so it's like you have to prepare. Like you're essentially camping for a couple days, so you have to be prepared mm-hmm. for that. And um, it's gross. And also, you're like uh, most likely in a state of perpetual hungoverness, and yep. um, and I don't know. It just or it doesn't seem drunkness, one or the other. Yeah, you're either drunk or hungover at all times. There's no. I mean, I guess that's what you want in those situations. <laughs> Burning Man is another one. Burning Man's very similar to Coachella. Not similar. It's similar. Excuse me. It's not similar. It's only similar in the sense that it's in a desert and you're trapped. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but like Burning Man, I think, has this sort of community of like where it's like we're all a community. So nothing you, you don't have to pay for anything. And, you know, you, you, you like trade and offer services. And, and but I don't I don't don't think it actually ever really ends up working like that. I feel like it ends up being just a lot of people that show up in fancy tents or, or fancy like uh trailers and stuff and uh but this is just what i've heard I, I i burning man doesn't seem to interest me a music festival something like coachella even though i feel like i i might get sick of it after a while i think because of the music i could be into it mm-hmm. you know what i mean i think i can make it right work. now 
here's something I found interesting, something that we should take into consideration. And we can talk about some more parties if you want. But I was thinking about this and I was thinking about you in China and about some of your fears that you have as, a, as you know, going out and fully enjoying yourself in, in Jinan. And I thought about mm -hmm. what are some laws that you might need to Ooh. take into consideration around the world if you're wanting oh, to let great. loose a party in these great party locations. Let's hear them. In, in Japan, enacted in 1948, it was, uh, the, this law was enacted in uh, 1948. It is illegal to dance in the dark after midnight. Oh, how, however, how do in, in this? Okay. Oh, I'm I'm glad you asked, Chad. It was enacted in 1948 while U.S. soldiers occupied Japan. The ban was placed to stop liberal Americans from corrupting the good citizens of Japan. Mm. But those Americans, you got to watch out for them. <laughs> <it's>, I agree <laughs> with that. Sleeping on gator piss. <laughs> the ban was finally lifted in 2015. You can dance after midnight. As long as it's not in dark. <laughs> okay. Well, most clubs have enough lights going that it's technically yeah, not dark. Yeah, I mean, does right? it have to be constant light or could it be strobe? <laughs> right. Uh, bringing dirty magazines and alcohol to the Maldives uh, is illegal. Okay. Is, the Maldives can you is not? primarily an Islamic country, and so that's okay. why it's illegal. And so uh, leave your alcohol and dirty, uh, dirty magazines at home. Gambling is illegal in India. Public displays okay. of affection illegal in uh, the UAE, United Arab Emirates. Actually, just recently, me. just recently, a couple uh, was convicted to a month in prison for kissing in a gas station restroom in the UAE. What? I have so many questions. In, in, yeah yeah no that's a great <laughs> i have so many questions like kissing in a bathroom rest like kissing in, in the bathroom like do they have cameras like how do they did someone else see them like how uh, yeah, obviously somebody snitch? saw them. right um chris okay here's another good one crushing a can of beer between your boobs is illegal in western australia you can be charged a fine up to a thousand dollars for crushing a beer between your boobs. How how did that become a law? What what? I just picture like a a guy who was like a politician had a bet with a girl oh my God. that she couldn't crush a beer with her boobs, and then she did. And he's like, "All right, we gotta make this illegal so that won't ever happen again." Like how? I think that's honestly the only explanation right there. <laughs> right, like that makes no sense at all. Now this is an obvious one. Having drugs is a very tricky situation. Don't travel with drugs. No drug laws where you're at, too. Mm -hmm. Now, don't travel with drugs is the obvious one. <laughs> right. But if you are so inclined to try to find those drugs where you go, make sure you know those laws because tourists have, in Southeast Asia, uh, it's notoriously, I'm mean, and in Southeast Asia, yeah, it's notoriously, uh, very uh, illegal to have drugs. You know, in some places, maybe mm -hmm. in the U.S. or Europe, you might get slapped with a fine or, right. or a court date or something. But you're not gonna. Mm -hmm. There's, I mean, in the it's 
well, the U.S. is a little different depending on your race, but it's uh, it's unlikely True. that you'll be uh, in prison for small amounts of, of marijuana in some places, for example. Uh, other drugs, who knows? But in Southeast Asia, for example, tourists have fallen, famously fallen victim to the laws for carrying uh, drugs internationally or accidentally. An Australian model faced 15 years of prison time in 2005 after police said she uh, brought two ecstasy tablets into a Bali club. Uh, she was released, uh, but other, tra- uh, other traffickers, as they call them, have been executed for similar drug offenses. Avoid uh, unknowingly... Uh, so even if you... Uh, just check your bags before you go, even if you don't mean to bring any drugs, even if you're not a drug user or purchaser, just check your bags. Maybe you have a uh, aspirin rolling around somewhere. Right. Um... Uh, in Thailand, uh, no, they have very strange blue, blue laws, which is like alcohol-related laws. Uh, if you like a glass of wine or a cocktail, you can only purchase alcohol during lunchtime, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., or dinner time after 5 p.m. Um, and so that includes bars and restaurants. You can only buy alcohol no from No midday 11. cocktails for you, Jared. Uh, I got to get them in from 11 to 2. So I'll That's order my right. last one at 158. <laughs> there um, we go. In Scotland, it's illegal to ride a cow drunk. Uh, this law. <laughs> I mean, that one, although it's funny, I feel like that's a, a good law. Like people probably shouldn't be trying to ride cows when they're drunk. I wonder how I many people in, get thrown into jail. <laughs> it started in 1872 um, when it when. Uh, things like riding cows or, or having a bunch or horses with carriages uh, was mm-hmm. more common, but it's still on the books today. It's illegal to wear lacy underwear in Russia. So if you're trying to, uh, you know, you put on a good impression for after the club, careful, find a nice pair of uh, wholesome uh, granny panties. How, and, how um, I have once again, I have so many questions. Like, how do you, what, a 2014. The, the, I'll mm-hmm. tell you. Chad. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> a 2014 law in Russia, Belarus, and Kazakhstan states undergarments made by uh, must be made with a minimum of six percent cotton. Why? They claim it is for health and safety purposes. Mm, okay. So there you go. Good They're to just know, trying I guess. to protect your uh, delicate parts. You know. Thank good, you. Good on you, Russia. Yeah, the officials of Belarus, Russia, and Kazakhstan. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, Any so other crazy laws, Jared? Lo- uh, there are many others. Check your local, local listings. Those are all the ones I'll, I'm going to provide here today. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, the thing is, I think regardless of what country you go to, and there's so many great options all over the world, I think the key, though, if you really want to have a good time and really take full advantage of these party destinations is to go with the right people. I think Mm -hmm. that is key. Uh, Make sure you're going with good friends or maybe you make some new friends while you're traveling because going to a party by yourself, um, although you can do it, it's not easy. It's not as much fun. Um, So yeah, now I will say this though. Uh, Another, another fun way to enjoy any party destination, especially a lot of European cities, and to see and experience a lot of different places is also a pub crawl. 
but be careful with pub crawls mm. because they tend to be marketed towards tourists, so they're a bit pricier. I've heard of people, at least in Prague, that go on certain pub crawls, and like they're, I think because you're in a big tourist group and everyone's kind of, you kind of have a target on your back, people have had their phones right. stolen in the club, their wallets stolen, so just be aware and be careful of those things. But yeah, there's a lot of great places around the world. Um, a few notable mentions that I'd like to give before we end the segment. Um, apparently, Hong Kong has great nightlife. I've never been there before, but uh, apparently Hong Kong has a lot of really cool bars and clubs and stuff. Um, yeah, I've heard that before. Also, also, there is a place called Cloud Nine in Fiji, which is a floating bar. Uh, and they have wood-fired pizzas, refreshing cocktails, and DJs. Um, so that might be kind of cool if you're into that kind of thing. Um, yes. French Riviera Carnival, uh, which would also be pretty cool. I mean, Carnival anywhere in the world looks like it's pretty lit. Obviously, any variation of Oktoberfest can be a lot of fun. Um, so there's a lot of really good options out there. Um, and just don't be afraid to try some new things and have some fun. Speaking of parties and having a good time, we are bringing you today a very special and poppin' song of the pod today um, by, a, a, I believe he's Brazilian, Brazilian artist named uh, Rincon, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. called Moi Bloco, which I think means my block. Yes. But I could very be wrong. No, and no, this song will get you hyped for your night out without a doubt. Yes. I love this song. Really gets you pumped up. He's a rapper, uh, and um, I, I, it's but it has a very like s- uh, South American vibe to to the beat still. Oh, absolutely. And mm-hmm. um, I love it though. It's great, and it really does get you pumped up. And I'll tell you this: no party scene, no party is complete without the proper playlist. I don't care what kind of party sure. it is, whether it's like some sort of classy dinner affair. Or whether it's uh, a rager, no party is complete without the right playlist. And I think that this, even for people that don't know the song, could easily fit into a party playlist and keep the party going. Uh, oh, with no problem. Actually, I might even if you I, I don't speak Portuguese. Oh, for yeah. sure. I mean, you get the uh, you get that he's uh, uh, yeah. Especially if you have the music video going. I mean, you probably didn't see the music video. I didn't see it, no. But uh, it's a great music video, too, where he's just like, uh, he's essentially just saying, like, um, if I'm not mistaken, just like, you know, t- like essentially repping his block, talking about how great his block is. But he, through mm-hmm. that, he talks about how, like, uh, you know, no better place to be. You know, this is the best place to get everything you need. Kind of also saying, right. you know, like, this is the best party spot, for example. You know, my block is right. where everything's happening. This is where the nightlife starts, ends, and continues on the next day. Exactly. I like this song. This is a good one. And I, I love the way it starts. It starts with like some like percussive drumming. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's just, it just, it is definitely will get you hyped from the first second you hear it until the very end. It is yes. a powerful song. Like you, you can't betcha. listen to this and not be ready to party and ready to dance. And, like just have great vibes, you know. It's mm-hmm. an awesome song, so check it out on our YouTube channel, Untranslatable Podcast. Uh, Moi Blanco by uh, Rincon. Yeah, super awesome song. So, Jared, speaking of uh, foreign languages, I have a Chinese phrase for you today, and it is now I've heard it pronounced differently, so I'm not sure. 
Um, I'm not sure if it's a dialectal difference or what it is, but um, ganbei or ganbai, and that means cheers. Literally means bottoms up. Mm. But in China, I've heard that one before, but that's why I've heard it. And in China, though, there's two things about cheersing people. When you say ganbei, you, uh, in theory, you're supposed to drink every, you know, bottoms up. So you drink the entire drink. So, Mm. um, so for example, I, I learned this when we were, uh, I was at a lunch with um, some Chinese people, and they had these little glasses for beer. And I was like, "What?" I'm like, I'm like "Why do we have these little? It looks like a like a brandy glass, or like a like a you know <laughs> for like a shot of like an apéritif or something, or a digestif after yeah. your meal in Europe." And uh, but then it made sense because every time they would toast, we would drink all of it. So it's a mm-hmm. way to not have to chug you know half a liter of beer. Right. Um, every, you know, and so you can do more toasts. And another cultural thing as well about um, doing like a cheers in China is uh, you want to go lower. You want your glass to be lower than the other person to show them respect. Um, so so the higher your glass, glass to be the higher. higher status. Yes, in theory. Yeah. But it's kind of a fun game because people keep, you know, low, and eventually right. like, you can only go as low as the table. Exactly. Right? So. So you're just sliding your glass along the table at each other's glass, so they're even. Right. And then so it's kind of like, interesting. You don't realize that someone snuck and gave you a bigger glass, and it's like, oh no, you win. Um, it sounds right. like a fun game. I have a Spanish phrase of the pod this time, and it's la alegría de la huerta. La alegría, oh, la alegría. De la huerta, I think is actually how you would say that. And what does that mean? Life of the party. Oh, okay. La that makes sense. de la huerta. Nice. Sounds like your pronunciation's getting a little better. I don't know if you've been practicing or not, but it sounds like it's getting know. a little better. It sounds like it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Maybe hmm. it was just the confidence today. We were talking about parties, getting in a good mood. Yes. You were just ready. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know either, Jay. I really don't. But probably shouldn't have chosen that song. But um, (laughs) (laughs) so it's time for some jokes, though, Jared. So I got a couple party jokes for you. So, Jared, how do Australians get home after a night out? Um, Did you guys ask me a joke? How do Australians get home after a night out? Kangaroo. I don't know. They take a kangarooer. Very good. Oh, kangarooer. Ah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, okay. Let's see here. I thought I had a couple more. Let me find them really, real quick. Really lost steam there, Chad. Uh. I did right. I did. Oh, here you go, Jared. What vegetable is known for its excessive partying? I don't know. A turnip. Ah. Uh-huh. That's Turn a up, good one. you know what I'm saying? Yes. That is that's a good a one, right? Good one. Um, all right, let me see if I can find one more good one for you. Um, let's see here. All right. Um, mm, no, no, now's the time to do this, Chad. You didn't know. Mm, this is why we that's don't. That's true. All right, we're, we're, we're going to move on. moments like this. Right, we're going we're gonna to move on. All right, so to recap today's episode... Um, I think there's a lot of great nightlife destinations. I definitely, after talking to Jared, want to check out New Orleans at some point. Berlin is always great. Prague is awesome. 
Uh, Madrid would for sure be really cool. Um, it really depends on what your party scene is like. You know, are you yes. are you a dancer? Are you do you want to? I myself am also. I, although I like to dance, I definitely tend to prefer like singing at like a bar with some like nice music and like just chatting and joking around with my friends. Yeah, I like live. So keep music that in too. mind. Live music is also great. So yeah, just keep in mind what type of a party person are you, and which destination best fits or suits. You betcha. What you want to get out of the experience, but there are definitely a lot of them. Um, check them out and uh, we hope you enjoy and have a good time partying remember the party laws that Jared mentioned so you don't get yourself into any trouble while you're out and about in different countries so I think this has been a fun episode to discuss some different places and I'm glad you mentioned the laws as well Jared some of those were really fascinating and so we hope you uh, were able to get a few new places out of today's episode. Let us know, though, at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com if you have any special places where you like to, as Jared said, let your freak flag fly. So let us yes. know what places you like, untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. If you need a lit song to start your night off right, check out our song of the pod on YouTube, Untranslatable Podcast, uh, Moy Blanco by uh, Rincon. It's fantastic. Also check out our Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast, for clips and other cool pictures of our travels and different stuff as well. And uh, lastly, please, five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. Send us some Untranslatables. We would love to hear from you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, de cuídame, which is gracias, and shish shish.